Hello, mech fans around the world and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, the podcast where your two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 78, and we'll be talking about episode 33 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, The Messenger from Axis, in which Chara's Nabel is forcibly escorted off the spaceship. Come have a peer time and believe in the sign of Zeta. Man, my testes are swollen. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's why I saved it. You know who I am. This bitch is Chris. That's me. Yeah, I pointed, yeah. despite the fact this is an audio medium. They know. They can feel it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. This one's a fucking deuce. This, this one... Mm, I would say it feels like a different anime, but doesn't. It doesn't feel like a different anime. It's just like... <laughs> It's, very, it's a little bit of a. It's very tense. This it's episode. very tense, and also like everybody acts weird. Everybody acts weird, yet we address the fact they act weird, yeah. which is intriguing to me because a lot we we've suffered a couple of times now where characters have acted a little strange and no one addresses the fact. It's just like, oh, today we're weird. And this was worse in 0079, especially. Whereas here, Rakoa and Char, we keep returning to them, that seems to be kind of the core of this arc, uh, mm-hmm. both act strangely this episode, but we address it over and over again because it's part of who they're being. Uh, once again, Char is facing his past, in a very literal sense this time, and mm-hmm. Rakoa facing her future. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking tasty, but goddamn, Char, take mm-hmm. a chill pill and learn to read the room. So we open to the Argama getting fixed by Nemos. <laughs> getting fixed by Nemos <laughs> as it heads towards the Guadan of Axis. The Guadam! The, yeah, actually, it's pretty big. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that wonderful it's, it's segue. Still, it's still smaller than the... Uh, pap- the pap- pap- the Jupistress. Jupistress, right? Like, yes. uh, you see... Spoiler alert, you see them side by side in this one? I'm well, like, you see the fucking shit! Next to it, but yes. Oh, that's the D-gear. Yeah, the D-gear is Pap's red one. The Jupistress yeah. is Pap's big space station-y one. So wait, the Jupistress is bigger than the D-gear, and the D-gear is bigger than this red monstrosity, right? Uh, the red monstrosity is a little bigger than the D gear. Okay, so I've got them backwards. So the thing full yes. of guns is the Zeon one, the the, yes. the Axis the, one. Okay. The one the, it's also got like six balls on it. Yeah. That's, okay. That's okay. the Axis one. They, they all 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 the villain ships are red, and it's hard to keep track. Yeah. So <laughs> Zeon's one, it's much longer and like has a big swoop to it because yeah. Zeon's into that big swoopy thing. Uh, Them big swoop swoops. Yeah, the D gear is a lot more utilitarian and mm-hmm. uh, still red and big, but like it's more a warship with purpose. Whereas fucking yeah. Zeon decided to be themselves. We need this needs to be a capital ship. This needs to be. You need to look <laughs> at this and be like, 
Goddamn. It's weird seeing it alone. Yeah. Like it yeah. feels like it needs three buddies at least. It is covered in guns. Like the whole front of it is just guns. Long yes. ass guns. Yeah. Like guns almost as long as the ship itself. Yeah. I am actually kind of excited to see the full fro- full forbearance of that thing come down on someone. It, it's going to be scary. Absolutely. I'm very excited. <laughs> it is an orbital guns platform. Damn right. Char is visibly worried about everything uh-huh. we just said. <laughs> uh, three of the Gaza Seas head off from the formation that's guiding the Gamma over to the Guadan. Uh, and it pans our view over to get this good look at it. In the mm-hmm. Gamma itself, Bright and Wong are also low-key freaked out about all this. And Wong mm-hmm. starts explaining to Bright that, well, of course Zeon had time to do this. The Fetties ignored space for the <laughs> entire time after the war and then became super fascists about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, deeply worrying to me what else might be lying f- from Mars and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fa grabs Camille in the hallway and it's like, why are you going on the dangerous mission into the he- enemy ship? I get so I I got really I got very confused. Like this is the one where I think there may have been like an, a, a language translation, or else it's just the eighties. Because like she says, "Why are you going on this mission?" He's like, "I they I was ordered to." And she's like, "Are you going because Rakoa?" And she's like, "I was fucking ordered, Fa." <laughs> just fucking said. No, that is I was what they, that is what they say in the Japanese. Uh, it's they add a couple of more words that make it clear that like. Fa is doubtful he was actually ordered and mm. thinks he she doesn't believe him. And to thinks, be fair, I also think just worrying about Rakoa. To be fair, like later when we see them on the ship, I look at the thing and I'm like, it doesn't make sense for Camille to be there. Camille's not leadership. No. Um like Appley uh, is it App Appley's there, right? Yes. It's uh, Appley, a- Bright, Wong, Char, Rakoa, and Camille. It kind of makes sense for Appley to be there just as like Char's right hand man. Yeah. Like Char's backup because this is the Char. Also Xeon. Yeah. Also Xeon. But I like of that group, like Rakoa is their spy or whatever and yep. is like ostensibly in a semi leadership y position. But like I see Camille and I'm like, why did you bring your feral psychic with you? Uh, like I know from a story reason because you, you want him it. there. You uh, explained it inherently. He's the feral psychic. Yeah, but also Char is psychic. Well, I guess they no because they didn't know Char was going to do what Char is going to do. Char right. is also psychic. Char is also psychic, but Char is a got a got his own karma up his ass right now mm-hmm. in this scene or this whole part. And you know what? Sorry, go ahead. Camille has shown that he has a strong initial sense of things far yeah. beyond what Bright is capable of, and Bright also, has visibly noticed this. Also, it's gotten to the point where Camille has dis- displayed some pretty, like, staunch loyalty to uh, the Aug, mm-hmm. uh, or like, or at least like willingness to go with the Aug. Like, he- he's like, I am an Aug person. Whereas yeah. Char is still, even though he's ostensibly like the leader, is still kind of like you can tell he has his own shit going on. Which uh, boy, also, how I- do we talk about today? <laughs> yeah. Also, I like while I was t- while I was talking about this, I thought I had the thought of like, okay, well. Bright is running this thing, right? Um, and Bright has a history of like acknowledging new types and just like being like, "Well, let's let's have a new type here and see what happens." Yep. Like, 
Yes. Like he just likes to. He just like when in doubt, bring bring your new type. Yep. The, yeah. Uh, Brian so, has been doing that for literally years. Yeah, I ch- I've changed my mind on this. It makes sense for Camille to be there, Speci- specifically because Bright is there. Yes. <laughs> and is like, I'm bringing this one. <laughs> here, count- counter to the counter here. Uh, if Char got to bring Appley, Bright was like, I'm bringing Camille. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Rikoa was his Appley. Uh, hear me out. I think Wong thought Rikoa should come along. <laughs> Okay, that makes so that's, sense. That's how I think this all. Came all right, out. so we're all paired up. We've got our yes. our main person and the right hand person. Yes. And Bright was like, "I'm bringing this child. I'm bringing the psychic child. Why wild card, motherfuckers? <laughs> it's worked for me in the past, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Anyways, so the shuttle launches. Uh, while they're headed over. Uh, a Gaza Sea, clearly Haman's, because it's got the shoulders, mm-hmm. bumps the ship and uh, zips on over. Uh, bumps the shuttle and zips all over. Mm-hmm. Char is sure that is Haman. We, of course, know that. They land in the Guadan. Char spots Haman watching from the observation deck and smiling smug as shit, and he's like, God damn it. Char is moments from foaming at the mouth at any given moment in the first half of this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, Char's, Char's, Char's bringing a weird-ass energy. For someone who's always so laid back, Char is, like, not being laid back. I do want to remind you that this is the ex-Space Nazi who joined the Space Nazis expressly to kill Space Hitler. Yeah. And is now coming home. And he has so far managed to not reveal to the space Hitler successors that he killed space Hitler and all of the space Hitler family. <laughs> I uh, would be pretty stressed too. We also get Camille looking at him on and like, I think that lady's important. And I'm like, Camille, what gave you the impression? Is it the fact that she's wearing something different than everyone else? Is it the fact has she had cool giant hair? pink hair? Maybe? Yeah. Camille? What, what, was your, what was your first hint, Camille? <laughs> Camille, I'm gonna smack that fucking helmet clean off your goddamn head. I swear to they, God. They go to the biggest fucking, like, d- dwarf catacombs door <laughs> on this fucking spaceship. This thing is like, you could walk a goddamn Zaku through this door. <laughs> I think that's the point. <laughs> it, it's also it's also two doors. Um, yeah, it is. It's a door two and another door right behind. Two big doors. Yeah, it's... Yeah, so after, (laughs) first a guard speaks friend to open one, and then they walk into a bigger greeting room, Mm -hmm. where Haman is like, hi guys, welcome, wish you is gonna talk. I also want to, like, point out, like, I'm still stuck on this door. That's the main entrance to this area. Do you have to do do that every time? It's the main entrance to this area. It's not, like, the safe room. This is... D- the main out. entrance. Dude. You have to like every time one person wants to go through, they got to open this giant fucking door. I I think there's another door to no, the it's Zeon. Well, he, okay, here, here. <laughs> so there's remember with the layout we're presented is they then go into this next room, which is a foyer, and then another set of double doors opens into mm-hmm. the bigger throne room, which mm-hmm. then also has like a platoon of dudes in it. Right. I contend to you that the throne room has alternate entrances. The foyer that Haman greets them in does not. Okay. 
All right, this, I'll let you have this one. This does, however, present the very funny reality where Haman did have to go through one of these obscenely huge and then shut doors, them behind her, and then shut them behind her. Yes, yes, and then wait for them, to, and then it opens again. Yes, because you see, when you're a villain, you go to the lengths for the drama. You've got look. Presentation is important. The drama, it's important. If you don't get it, you're not a good villain. It's why Char wears a mask. It's why he now wears sunglasses. He knows. He felt it. He vibes. Uh, Wong is like, hey, I'm in charge. Let me talk to everybody. Haman's like, all right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He does the take me to your leader. And she's like, let me fucking introduce you, you dumb idiot. May I present drumroll, please? Princess Maneva Zabi! Causing everyone here to shit themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, as they walk in, Bright's like, this room is fucking obscene. What yeah, the hell? he says, what pretentious is... He says pretentious? In, I think so. In Japanese, he Pompous. says... Oh, good. In Japanese, he says, look at all of this. This is surely the work of the zombies. Don't they understand the times have changed? <laughs> That's he calls them tacky. He does. He okay boomers them. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, they definitely have like a, a, a Trump-esque gold. Gold is a sign of wealth and power. Dictators is the same. Yep. Uh, pretty much. Uh, the Charles sees this child and is like, "Oof, oof, what the fuck? Why is there a child <laughs> on that throne? Why is there a baby child on that uh, throne? I have get... rescued children that big from dangerous circumstances before. <laughs> Why is she the enemy leader? We also we get a flashback of of Char playing with a baby, a baby yes. Maneva. Yep. Um, and then Baby Nev is like, you, with the sunglasses, come here. And he's like, maybe he, maybe she's <laughs> talking about the other guy with sunglasses. And then Haman is like, step up, nerd. He listens. And, and, and Maneva is like, you char, I knew it. I should note, he also cold shoulders Haman while walking by, just uh -huh. no address. There's a lot of shoulder checking happening in this episode, so by the way. So fucking much. Anytime someone talks, like, in a, in a slightly raised voice, just know that they shoulder checked in the visuals. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite thing is all the reactions, everybody going, oh, Char has Neville. Char, what? Char, I guess Camille, Camille's like, oh, what a surprise. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> it, I can't believe that's how he acts in the English because in the Japanese he's pissed. He's like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, he says what he says sarcastically. What a surprise in English. I'll admit that vibes a little <laughs> bit more with my sensibilities. <laughs> it also makes sense because Camille knows that's fucking Char. Yeah. He's been he's been annoyed that no one else knows it this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like like 12 episodes now he's like really no one really all of you fucks also bright knows yeah bright no knows and i, th I but, think but, his but, comment here is mostly just from the angle of ah fuck oh shit <laughs> well cat's out of the bag uh yeah so he says um 
she says, hey, I remember you. You played with me when I was a kid. And he's like, I'm surprised you remember. You were only two years old. Yeah. Uh, How do you remember something from when you were two years old? Mm-hmm. She immediately looks at Haman worried, and Haman gives her nothing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think it's a hint, but I don't know for what yet. Okay. Char gets real fucking weird. As, as Minerva is talking, he walks up to the throne room. Uh, talking about bringing the glory of Zion or whatever, joining the zombie, like giving a stump speech, basically. Well, um, she is giving him the join us because yeah, of yeah, all yeah. This. He, oh. And then he leans in real fucking close. Like we get we get a thing of all the soldiers being like, "Do we shoot? Do we shoot him now?" He, he's walking. He's walking. Y'all. He's walking towards. Do we shoot him? Do we? Shoot? <laughs> and everybody like, "Don't shoot him! Don't shoot him! Nope! Don't shoot him!" Like, are you? He's walking right at her. He's yeah. walking right at her. <laughs> what are you fucking shoot? <laughs> I guess everyone was just on the working assumption that he wasn't about to just pick her up and snap her neck, which I, I, I doubted he would do. He's got a pretty good no murdering kids policy if he can help yeah. it. But like, so, so, side tangent, if just he just picks. What yeah. happens? So, I mean, side he, won, he gets the zombies. He got him. Yeah, I thought when they said that she was a zombie, I'm like, oh, what? What if Achara's like, oh fuck, I missed one, and just pulled out a gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, right, there's another one. Pulled fuck, the I, I didn't collect them all. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's a real weird situation. Well, so Char leans in and it's like, we'll go on. You were talking. Hmm. it's very fucking weird Haman's like what the fuck bro uh, to which he then responds indeed what the fuck bro but to you <laughs> to you I say what the fuck he, um, he says how dare you raise a child like this and goes to punch her <laughs> yeah like straight up he is ready to throw hands because listen I'm okay with bringing a 16-year-old into a war zone. I'm not great about a 15-year-old into a war zone. A 10-year-old, however, grinds my gears. It's real fucking... I think he's just... It's weird because he seems to be upset that she is spouting zombie propaganda. But what the fuck does he expect? This is Zeon. Well, I think... (sighs) There's some history with him on that we need to, like figure out i guess there's another thing that makes more sense here and she casually miniva casually mentions this before she's cut off of she starts going into how uh zeon sumdekun wanted to create an egalitarian Something they mention in other sources, but they didn't get into it in any of the animation yet that is going to be very helpful for you going forward, is Xeon mm-hmm. was intended to be the space psychic Bolshevik revolution. Mm-hmm. But then it got co-opted and right. turned into space Hitler. Uh, after, you know, Degwin murdered Xeon. Uh, yeah. But strictly speaking, Xeon wanted an egalitarian society with that slowly but surely welcomed the new types into society as they became born and lifted them up to succeed where they needed. Mm-hmm. That was his whole goal that then got co-opted. Yeah. 
for Char, that is, it sounds like, still his optimum goal and why he's joined the Ayug. So to see Maneva, someone it seems like he knew as a kid and thought, oh, hey, maybe this zombie will turn out okay. Mm -hmm. To see her going down this path, I can get why he's fucking pissed, bruh. Yeah. However, him being fucking pissed, bruh, gets a bunch of guns pulled. He gets dragged (laughs) off the premises. Everybody gets arrested and thrown in jail. Yes. Uh, which Wong, the crew, the, all, all of the crew is kind of like, what the fuck? Ch-? Even Camille was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, but Wong is losing his goddamn mind. Like, what the fuck? You turned our fucking possible ally into a definite fucking enemy. Bright's like, well, how about you shut the fuck up? <laughs> how about you shut the fuck up for a minute, Wong? Your complaining is not helping in this enclosed space. Mm-hmm. Uh Char, like, ignores everybody, walks up to Camille's like, hey, I need to get the fuck out of here. You're going to help me. And then just beats the fuck out of Camille. Like, well, Does Camille not get a response in English? No, he does. He, he kind of, he, okay. I think he nods or says yes. But, like, <laughs> in Japanese, it's not a fake fight. Expert. It's yeah, not a no. fake fight. Char beats the fuck out of Camille. Yeah. <laughs> like, to the point where when this is over, Camille's, like, laying on the ground holding his stomach. Yeah. He, like, well, he does go... By the way, this all works. Uh, after they, you know, the guard comes in, Wong pulls his gun on and blah, blah, blah. Wong then tells <laughs> well, Camille. My favorite, thing, my favorite thing before that is they're fighting like someone's injured. The guard's like, that's the oldest trick in the book. I'm not falling for that. <laughs> so Char like, just keeps beating really Camille hurt. up. Yeah. yeah. So to be fair, at least these two, I assume, had the psychic conversation of I am going to have to actually beat the shit out of you. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, like if it gets us out of here. Yeah, Camille just seems nonplussed about it in the end. Just like, I hope I didn't get the shit kicked out of me for nothing. Yeah, what Long even expressly goes, hey, no type, you can stop acting. And everyone's like, what do you mean acting? You, you got the shit kicked out of him. And Camille's like, no, no, I meant, I meant for this to happen. Ow. I did really get the shit kicked out of me, but it's fine. Um, my organs. <laughs> my <laughs> He got me in the kidneys, team. He got me in the kidneys. I don't know why he went for the kidneys. It was real. That was a little bit much. I, I think he's working out some repressed uh, <laughs> anger. <laughs> he's been real mad at young new types. I kind of get it. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I empathize. More than psychically. Oh, like, just normally. <laughs> Oh fuck! Um, anyway, yeah, they're 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 fighting or whatever. Char bails. Yeah, uh, Rico is like, I'll go after him, and uh, they're like, uh, Bright's like, don't you? What the fuck are you talking about? And Wong is like, they'll be less likely to pay attention to a woman. To which Camille is immediately like, I'll go with her. It's dangerous for her to go alone, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of just letting her go by herself. Yes, but also fuck it uh yeah. we cut over to the gamma and torres and segusa are chatting with fa uh just and they're like i'm getting bad vibes over there because remember they have no context what's going on also i don't know what's happening or if i've just been missing it but i feel like they've they've like generally everybody on that ship has been in like normal suits and now they're back in like rebel rebel outfits like fucking vests and shit uh they were not in normal suits at the start of the they were in normal the opening of this episode took place in space and they were right. exposed to vacuum whereas this is now inside i don't think we never saw the inside no i mean no, not this no. episode like in general when we see the bridge crew they're in uniforms and stuff oh no or, no okay no. maybe they're, i just haven't been paying attention to these uniforms lads. all the time okay Anyways, the point is, I like these outfits. I like yes. I like these these like 
These are my casual war clothes. Yes. I generally like the the system of rebel outfits of like dress how you want, but make it clear you're dressing, you know? Yeah, well isn't it doesn't Bright still wear his Fetty uniform? Yeah, but that's because he's fucking Bright Noah. Like, yeah, no, not... that's, just, that's what I'm saying is like I just like the idea that like yeah. Fa- uh, Appley and Char kind of dress as their like AU badass pilot people. Right. Uh, uh, I think most of the time Camille's just in a in a flight suit. I think. Well, it, it is a uh, it is a uh, similar to bright uh, not bright uh, to Char's suit and to Appley's suit. It's just it's yeah. blue. Got sleeves. Yeah. Yes, and has sleeves. <laughs> uh, Fa's wearing a uniform of some sort. Like a women's uniform, like a skirt and stuff. Yes, but it is in very bright yellow. Yeah. The point is, like, the, on the on, on the AU ship, you're kind of allowed to wear whatever, and it's yep. interesting to see what people choose to wear. Uh, and and the, the the bridge crew right now are all wearing their rebel AU outfits. And like a bunch of rebel ragtag groups showing yep. off fashion in the middle of a war zone. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, back over. vibes. Yes, they get vibes. They are completely unaware of what's happening. Uh, we go over. Rakoa and Camille leave. Uh, they charges fucks up just to like body checks a guard out in the fucking hallway. Yeah, steals it like literally pushes <laughs> him forward, then catches puts a gun his to neck, his head, pulls him back. It's great. Oh god, my headphones. Oh no, puts a gun to his head and is like, "Where is Haman Karn?" And and he never answers. But in the next scene, we see Char. Char's wearing that guy's suit. Yeah, he's stolen his normal suit. And Char, what did you do to that man? <laughs> is that man dead, or did you pistol whip him? What happened? Pistol whip, then strip. Because yeah. Char, has- the, old, the old whip and strip. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what does Char as Nabel and Agent 47 have in common? The old weapon um, strip. Rakoa and Camille are talking, and where Camille is like, hey, why do you keep taking such dangerous missions? And Rakoa's like, it's my it's just my nature. And Camille's like, mm, I don't hmm. think that's right. <laughs> to which okay. uh, uh, everybody at home is like, Rakoa is trying to get killed. Like yeah, Rakoa. It feels like Rakoa is depressed and is trying to trying to throw herself into the grinder a little bit. So, Maneva in the throne room is having a fucking breakdown. Breakdown. Mm-hmm. I here's the screaming, thing. crying, burying her face into the corner of the throne. Yeah, but here's the thing. I want to note: she is not doing that due to any alarm going off. She is no. Just she just says over- someone's coming to hurt me. Maybe a super new type. Maybe, maybe a new new type. Yeah, well, yeah, a brand I, new type. So, so far, the two hints that we've gotten are that she remembers being two years old, uh-huh. and uh, this just sudden paranoia that someone's coming for her. Mm-hmm. What it, it? She's right. Someone is coming for someone, but it's Char coming for Haman. Uh-huh. Uh. I think my theory is she is Lala good. Uh huh. Maybe we we'll see. We will see. Didn't uh, Lala she... say something about remembering her super youth? Like she I have like no idea. Right. I don't remember anything about Lala. That's it was fair. a million years ago. That's fair. Uh, she she starts screaming and asks for Haman. We get to Haman like uh, apparently having gotten the word like oh, that Minerva's cowardice will kill us all. Yeah, like oh. that. That she's a child, Haman. Yeah. Uh. 
but she doesn't get a chance to go see her because John motherfucker. Yeah, he just shows up and like points a gun at them and waits for them all to point guns at him and like uh, Haman just like like puts some dudes man some man's behind this week. Yeah. yeah, she says, "So you have betrayed us," and he says. He says, I have never betrayed anyone in my life. Like, he gets very upset at the accusation that he might betray somebody. And to which I, like, freeze frame, look at the camera. What the fuck did you just say to me, Char? Yeah, this <laughs> is the, the part, fuck did you just say? This is a part of Mystery Science Theater where we all stand up and turn on the house lights to yell the at the fuck camera. just <laughs> happened? Because he, he says it with such conviction that even I'm like... Does he really think he didn't betray anybody? Yes, and we get into it later. No, nope. in this episode, in this very episode, his no. own logic is later. His logic is that flawed. <laughs> I want to hear him out, but we need to get there to start hearing him out because I he fucking Char as Mabel. He makes a point that I find interesting that I want to break into that nut. But God, it's a nut. God, what a nut. What a what a um uh Char is totally about to get fucking checkmated here. By the way, uh, yeah, dudes show up behind him. He's got dudes in front of him. He's he's about to get gang banged he's in the Bolivia. Clowns to the left of him and Joker's to the right. I don't know this reference. It's a, it's a, it's a a song. It's a song. I assume. Yes, yeah, it's a second in the middle with you. It's Steelers wheel. Uh, anyways, it's it's, it's it's dad rock. It's fine. Um, you've heard it in a bunch of movies. Almost certainly. Uh, uh, but anyways, Rico and Camille show up and just fucking rain death upon the, the flanking team. Yeah, they kill four dudes. Yeah, just two with pistols. With pistols. Well, actually, I, at some point, uh, Camille has picked up an MP40. Well, actually, no, that happens later. That happens me. here. Yeah, he so, picks up the MP40 in this scene. Also, that's so fucking on the nose. Like, the have you ever noticed how bad the Xeon gun looks like an MP40? Hmm. You know what that one is, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't cool. know what an MP40 is, but I know what gun. I know what Xeon gun you're you're talking about. So uh, I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it's the Nazi gun. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean, but like, gun, if yeah. out of context, if you said an MP40 to me, I would have been like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those kids who was like, what if I actually Googled some of this shit in Call of Duty? And I did, and I was like, oh, that was neat. Um, I retained yeah, a little bit. <laughs> my my favorite thing is here. We know last time we saw Rako and Camille, Camille had the pistol Wong gave him and Rako was unarmed. R- that means somewhere along the way, they've ganked somebody and Rako got their gun. Yeah. Uh, and then they do it again here. And Camille's like, fuck yeah, machine gun. Fuck yeah, machine <laughs> gun. Camille does the time old, I loot the corpse. <laughs> I loot the bodies, I loot the bodies, I loot the bodies. <laughs> Remember, kids, uh, if you're playing a game at home of Dungeons & Dragons, the first thing you say when your DM says combat is over is, I loot the bodies. And then I cry, because I'm like, that's... Okay. <laughs> Fun fact, most monsters have rusty weapons not worth carrying. Bam. <laughs> that's you're what welcome. I always say. Is like, I had... Oh, 
they have they have too many tangents already. But I like I used to play D and D with like an old school D and D crowd, yeah. and they would just like literally pick up every like they would strip everybody's armor and weapons and drag them with them through the whole thing until they get back to town. Just regular ass goddamn short swords and leather armor, and I'm like, this shit's so heavy, and you're gonna get two fucking silver for it. And they're like, yeah, I know. It's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we're we're heroes. We're fantasy f- or villains. I don't care, but let's like, do something interesting and not fucking. <sighs> you see, that's um, why I solve the problem instantly. And I'm like, I buy a cart, a donkey, and enough food to feed the donkey for six days at a time. Mm-hmm. And then My- what, what you do is you park the donkey either just inside or just out front. You clear a room at a time, drag all the shit back to the cart, and put it on repeatedly, and clear the dungeon that way. I guess. You solve the problem automatically, and you no, just, just make not, it an just... automatically assumed part of the loop. Bam. This is not interesting to me. Uh, I had I this is the same group I started when I started running Star Wars. I started running it for them, Foolish. and they they were so fucking. They wouldn't do like personal quests unless there was a, a monetary reward or anything. Like it was just a constant fight for them to do anything interesting that wasn't like I will give you a hundred. And if if we offered them money, they'd be like, no, double it. So finally, one point, I'm like, you all have a million credits each. Buy whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Never ask me for money again. Never fucking ask me for money. We're not going to talk about it. We're I fuck money. Fuck credits. We're not fucking doing this. <laughs> Just get all the fucking gear you want. Everybody's like, oh, we all buy disintegrators. Fucking awesome. Cool. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Let's just go to space god anyways let's go back to this space <laughs> i'm begging you all to just be invested in any other capacity than as a raw game i'm you can't win you. you can't win tabletop rpgs that's not the purpose what are you doing there's no end game there's no <laughs> there's no victory there's no you can't get the high score what are you <laughs> i'd like to speed run this dnd <laughs> If you roll three 20s in a row, followed by eight sixes, you can clip through the Dungeon Master's screen and go immediately to the final boss, his mom, kicking you out of the basement. After uh, that whole thing, uh, Haman's like, all right, well, fuck this, and tries to shoot Char square in the chest. Which Rakoa jumps in front of the bullet, again, trying to kill herself. Yes, uh, only gets caught in the arm, though, failing everyone's plans at once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they have a moment to breathe. Cha. Cha! 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 Um, fuck. All right, so we still don't have any new reviews, because everybody sucks. Because we need to expand our audience. We need to do a share thing. I don't know what one does for that, but I'm putting that energy into the world. I should also probably, like, plug this show. I keep forgetting to plug this show on it, because all the other things I've guessed it on have been RPG things. Yeah. So I don't think to, like, plug my dumb mobile suit recap podcast but everybody else does everybody else plugs non-rpg stuff too chris i'm begging you to plug us i'm begging you to do to be a guest on other podcasts you shit i don't talk to people (laughs) um anyways uh we've got we've got anyone asks you if you know anyone really good at giant robot bullshit i'm your idiot Uh, or someone needs a Lancer GM. Though that's frankly just an excuse. Play Lancer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got a, ch- we got a, a Twitter chaw from Ganglo Saxon. Uh, have you guys ever seen the Chinese knockoff Gundam? If so, what's your take on it? I have not. Fuzzy? Uh, I might have. 
So that's no. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Googling, googling, googling. Yeah, googling, googling. <laughs> I, uh, is it? Okay, I see. I see now. Hold on, I'm I'm loading up the article for you. Uh, I assume Ganglo has not provided for us in this no. scenario. Damn it, Ganglo. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so somewhere in China, they made a knockoff one-one grandpa statue. Except mm. for some reason, it's colored like the Hyaku Shiki, but bad. Here you go. Here's what it originally looked like. For those of you at home, it really... It's a shade of mustard gold that is oh! unappealing in every capacity. What? Flanked Ew. by... All the blue has been replaced by this teal that yeah. might be the color of the sky if the sky was very sick. And uh, the red it's is almost the right red. I don't it's, know its hands are like... There. Huge. in a kind of grabby motion like they they've got they've got like the with the that pink finger through the the trigger thing yeah, hand yeah, and but they're yeah. both like palm out just standing there like what he, there's also a weird quality to him where he looks 3D printed despite the fact yeah. he is 1/1 one, one scale now i do want to follow this up for you chris by there is it recently got a makeover oh did it? Yes, it did. did. It take its glasses off and shake out its ponytail. Um. Oh no! Did it? Did it put glasses on and put its hair in a ponytail? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna let the image speak for. Oh my god! Mm, sweet music to my ears. What? Is this? I just. It's got a biohazard symbol on its chest. It's like someone passed it through. It's like first someone took Xeon and made a terrible, terrible knockoff of the concept of Xeon. This is this and is then the past grandpa through it. This is the weird heavy metal BDSM like, but gold. <laughs> this is assless chaps Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um. What did they do to his face? I don't. I don't pretend to know. I don't. I. This is objectively answers. worse in every way. He's got a he's got a weird cod piece now. Yeah, and they took some. Did they take chunks out of his hips? I they I took th chunks out of his hips. Yes, they reduced yeah, his hips. They, they gave him a hip reduction. Hips. They took away his skirts. They added spikes out the side of his knees. They gave him round shoulder he pads. Looks, <gasps> he looks like a Power Ranger Zord. He does look a lot like a Zord. You are right, absolutely right. Holy um, shit. Now, that said, I would like to finish out this little arc no. by just showing... Well, here's the no, thing. What is it? Well, it, it, those of you at home, you can also Google Chinese toy, uh, Chinese knockoff Gundam, and you will get the right thing. Uh, but when you do that, you're also probably going to get this piece of fan art that I'm going to show Chris here. Uh, of, of the I would upgrade. say I'm ready, but I'm not. It's actually pretty neat. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah, if he looked like that, I wouldn't be mad. That's pretty good. You know, because he, instead of having chunks taken out of his hips, he's got extra hip things. Well, with little, the, little divots. It's the same silhouette on the hip itself, but they have yeah. then brought it back out to be a skirt again, despite yeah. the fact it's still the same shame. Yeah, I'm, shape. Kind of, 
pretty fucking into this actually yeah which is weird because it's it's got a lot going on like even the little biohazard symbol looks dope right like, whoever did this yeah 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 good job whoever Proud did whoever did the actual statue go go what buddy <laughs> buddy <laughs> for real uh <laughs> okay uh- Apparently, a few people have actually made fan art of it, which is pretty cool. I'm glad. I'm happy. We live in a good world. Uh, so we're going to we're going to run through these next. We're going to try to get through a few gangless accents here. Um, if we had to pick between the hover truck from 08th MS team and the Type 61 tank, who would take the truck and who would take the tank? Tank. Oh, see, I would take the truck. I would 100 percent take the hover truck. I love this fucking thing. I googled out. them. I googled them. This hover tank, this hover truck is dope. It's just a little truck with a little flatbed on the back. Yep. Uh, and it's got one one tiny gun, and I would fucking die immediately. It's yeah. exactly my shit. <laughs> I'd absolutely take the tank. I want I want the tank that go that fly sometime. Mm-hmm. Ta- that that tank's fucking weird. I'm into the tank. Yeah, the tank's also cool. But if you Google, I found if you Google tank, you actually just get the actual tank. <laughs> uh Anyways, um, next one, Chris. Uh, I've asked about how they've treated Mariah in the series. How do you feel about the depiction of Bright thus far? I'm okay with the depiction of Bright, honestly. Like, I, I would, I get why they're not centering him very much. Uh, We've but he's there. doing, he's doing the Bright thing. He's doing, yeah. he's the middle manager guy. He's holding down the fort. You know, he's doing it. He's uh, doing it. I do feel like that we there's something yet that hasn't happened to him or something. Like I feel like there's still more to tell with him. But yeah, for the most part, he's mostly been background and he served just fine in that capacity. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last one from Gangla Saxon, which is very apropos for this episode. Has Quattro Bagina ever betrayed anyone in his entire life? Fuck yes, he has. <laughs> Multiple. Fu- That's all he's done. That's all he's ever done. <laughs> I, 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 oh, yes, okay, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make the argument that by the f- definition of betrayal, he has done that. He has lied and said, yes, I'm on your side. Haha, ha, no, I'm not. I've betrayed you. He's done that multiple times, 100%. <laughs> we'll get to the argument against that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because boy howdy in fact it literally happens almost right after we come back but like it's oh boy it's a so, whole thing so we've got uh you got a cha from it's actually from the uh oop, where'd it go from the the mobile suit shit one account but it's, it's our friend d yeah uh you should all follow mobile suit shit one for what my favorite thing, which is a a recap, a Twitter recap thread of our recap episode of a of an anime. Yes, uh, <laughs> which fuck is delight. Ad's funny, but also just the fucking the concept. concept yes. The concept of recap of a recap. Like we're getting so crazy. <laughs> if you want a third hand account of Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I hope when we're long dead and gone, there's a recap of the recap of the recap, and so it's like yeah, we just have no be- surviving recollections of Gundam, but we just, do have this quasi account of it. What we what we need is our like what we need is like a um a a, a, a fan account that does TikTok recaps of the mobile shit postings <laughs> one, and like that way we're all the way back into the visual medium now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh god. Anyways, god. I can't wait for uh, it to loop around to um someone makes an anime I, of that TikTok. 
I was gonna say, uh, like, a couple of cycles later for it to be uh, the abstract art recreation of extraordinarily secondhand Gundam recap. It's It will really be the vaguest idea of what Gundam <laughs> is about, which I think by that point the telephone will break down to giant robots are vaguely involved in a very gay story. I think, about I, I think, I think it's a show about talk. giant gay robots. That is, that's the other possibility of... <laughs> When when we uh, hit those shows where the robots themselves are personified, that that may get kind of looped in there. Okay. Uh, anyways, she asks, uh, uh, just because y'all mentioned the frames in this podcast, I want to know how y'all feel about the astray frames, specifically green and gold frames. So I'm going to look up green astray. I saw a, a perfect grade red astray in the store yesterday, and god damn, that thing's fucking huge. Okay, I'm into I'm in green the green stray again just look, kind of looks like a, a dope fucking muscle ninja. So, I'm into that one. Y- you will pretty consistently see the dope muscle ninja here. It's just a matter of, you know, what what accoutrement. Okay, hold the fuck on. <laughs> I what just looked up gold. I just looked at gold frame stray. Gold stray frame. Uh-huh. And uh Okay, so the base model is again just like a, a gold muscle ninja. I'm into it, yeah. but there there are other ones here where there's a lot of fucking shit going. On. There's a lot of shit going there's on. There's so much going on. Where does the Gundam begin and the the additions end? It's got like scorpion tail wings. The fuck is this? Man, where the fuck are you finding that? Just I just googled images gold astray frame. Right, I forget you just open the images and you don't go to the wiki. Mm-mm. What in the fuck? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. He's got little pointy boots. I like the pointy boots. I, I'm also a fan of the pointy boots, 100%. It looks is like it, a warlock. This is it, like, what if the Golden Stray Frame played a warlock? <laughs> I, I, this might be someone's custom, or is it... It's, or, you can buy it. Right, right. But what gold, I mean oh, is Amatsu, like... Amatsu Mina, Sky of Declaration. Right. What I mean is it's not the original Gold Astray. It's the... Okay. It's someone made a, a, a swankier one. Yeah, I'll say Amatsu the, 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 the regular one, one looks a lot like a like 90s CGI mech. Like Because mm-hmm. they, they like, oh, we can do gold. We can do reflections in CGI now, so we're going to make everything gold so it's shiny. Oh no! Okay, uh, the Gundam Astray Gold Frame Amatsu is the is the full version anime boy, which mm. is uh, the this one, which no pointy shoes, still a lot of pointy. The other the other one you were looking at has only appeared in model kits and novels, never okay. never anime or even a manga. Yeah, that'd be a lot of work to anime. God, it. <laughs> That that's one of those cases where it's like 3D's okay. You guys can stick with CGI for the Gundam fight. That's okay. I get it. Uh, and I'm going to hold on. I've got this. This is going to take some. So I uh, holy shit. Uh, what the fuck is up with the blue? And is it aquatic? Does it have a bunch of extra shit on it? I don't know. Holy shit! That's a big fucking booster. Okay. So we've got the, we've got an email cha. Uh, it's not really a cha so much as, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll tweet this from Bright uh, at some point um, from Dan, um, who took the took an actual picture of a vending machine in Japan for us. Uh-huh. Uh, 
his it says his wife who is japanese said this machine is very old so i guess i guess we've been living in the future for a while i'm going to send you this image here yeah dude yeah <laughs> so th th this is actually super common in japan and yeah vending machines they just have food vending machines and the, like it's it, pretty it, all right like it beats them wrong. up for you it yeah. cooks them yeah, like don't get me wrong. That is a microwave. It, that uh -huh. is a microwave. It's a microwave with there. a bunch of frozen food in it. But, but it's got let's see, it's got hot dogs. It's got, it's got hot dogs. It's got, got hot dogs. Fries, fries. Is that got, a sloppy joe? Is that um, like a rice dish? Hold on, let me do my best. Maybe okay. some tater tots. The first one is of course fried potato, uh, uh -huh. which is French fries. Then we've got hamburger, ha hamburger okay. set even. Ooh. Uh, uh, the next thing I can't quite read because that's a bunch of kanji all at once. Hot dog and hot dog you have caught. Congratulations. The, the same in Japanese as in English, fun fact. Uh, then there's chicken potato. It's chicken and Wait, hot, hot dog and hot dog you have caught? What? Uh, the two things on the right. The There's hot dogu and hot dogu. They're both hot dog. Okay. The, the, you got it. No, deline no delineation of those no, hot dogs. Not, not that I can tell. They're slightly different pictures. I think kind that's of. just brightness. Oh, I think maybe. That's just the gamma or like maybe, the, the yeah. backlight. Okay, I see. Then there's chicken and French fries and kara karaake chicken. What the fuck is karaake chicken? Google. <laughs> karaake. Oh, I missed a 1010. Oh, it's just a Japanese type of fried popcorn chicken, essentially. Hell yeah. And, and, then and french fries. The bottom left two are just like meatballs? Uh, the rice balls. Fried rice, rice balls. balls. Fried rice balls. Yeah. So, anyways, that's dope. I love that. Just like. So, yeah, that shit's. You, I, when, I, when I lived in Japan, uh, in fifth grade, we had. No, sixth grade, excuse me. We got to pick electives. Uh, and so I picked my elective for winter to be ice skating. So after school every day, or last period, we would uh, leave school early. We would take the subway. We would go to this ice skating rink. And in the ice skating rink, they had two, for, two of these types of machines and two vending machines that offered pretty much anything hot or cold you could want in an ice skating rink. And then, in addition, a coffee vending machine. So yeah, the um, the Argamas cafeteria has existed, or break room has existed in a fully functioning capacity since 1995-ish. Mm. What a fucking world! Oh, what a world! Why don't we have this shit in America? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad anyway. <laughs> it would be nice. It would God, be nice to have them. Imagine, imagine instead of a McDonald's, you just walk up to a vending machine or like, I'd like the fried potato and the vending machine doesn't respond because it's not a person and it doesn't <laughs> need to. It just gives you the fried potato in 90 seconds. Yeah, it'd be great. Also, cha, 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 cha. we come back to the three deciding next steps. Uh, they plug Rakoa's bullet wound and uh, proceed to run and steal some normal suits after stemming said bleeding. Mm -hmm. As they're changing, Camille chastises Char for his brashness, despite empathizing that, like, yeah, I get well, why you did uh, it, but you shouldn't this, have. At some point, Char, like, went into head, like, chase Haman into the, the throne room, and and 
Camille fucking shoulder checks him. And Char's like, what the fuck? And and Char's and Camille's like, you need to get your shit together, buddy. They did not do that in my version. They did it. It definitely happened. I believe you. It uh, didn't happen in my version. I, I, wonder, I, I, I wonder if that might be from new translation and it ended up in yours. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, either. I know Camille, Camille, like, he didn't shoulder check him. He just got in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, like, Char was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, but I, I just like the idea of Camille standing up to Char being like, you need to get your shit together, buddy. Hey, calm your shit down. Especially since this whole time he's been like, well, Char's trying to get us out of here. We can trust in Char. And then he finds out, what he's like, Char, what the fuck are you doing? I thought you were trying to get us out of here. Or I think that was Rakoa. This is why aren't you trying to get us out or something? Uh, Camille does add to it and does kind of pile on here, but Rakoa responds by going, "Hey, less talky, more guardy." And Camille's yeah. like, "All right, that's fair," and heads off. <laughs> uh, Char then goes, "He is right, though. Like, I sh- probably shouldn't have done that." <laughs> yeah, Rakoa is like, "That's fine and good, but you did, and and you acted as a weird." Tell me, do you? Are you betraying them? Did you work for them? And Char's response, and what we're going to get into here is, no, I've been an independent man at all times. She repeats that back to him, and uh, they head off. They also take out a dude with some CO2 tanks, but just popping mm-hmm. the tops off, and they headbutt that fucker. Yeah. So I want to break into that, because that is what I was waiting for, to talk about I Char. I don't think that counts. Like yeah, you can get you. Well, you personally uh, yeah. never gave your loyalty to anybody. Well, yeah, but that's like, what I mean. Like yeah, he absolutely betrayed, but he from the very start, he's never once intended on ever keeping any contract of loyalty to any person. So right, for but him, I, he hasn't betrayed anyone. He's been acting okay, in a purely selfish when, manner. When you betray someone, you are betraying someone's trust in yes, you. Yes. It has nothing to do with your actual feelings on the matter. You, Someone trusted you, and you betrayed that trust. That's which, what betrayal is. Which goes back to Char's recurring problem, and one he even mentioned that he had last time, and that it's easy to grow up and miss these things. Yeah. He's grown up a bit of a selfish prick this yeah. whole time, and he's only recently learning how to attempt applying that to other people. Mm. It's, as you're seeing, not going great. Mm. <laughs> other people have had greater success with it in the past, it seems. Yeah. I, I I understand why he thinks that, but also it's, I think it's wrong. I think you've still betrayed people. You it, it intentionally garnered people's trust, and then betrayed them yes and did it leading to their deaths yes Uh, sometimes actually killing them yourselves yeah i would i still argue garma counts on him directly yeah Uh, and oh yeah he got he got garma killed the the weapon was just white base yes the weapon was white base (laughs) um turns out camille's a pretty good shot and uh takes out a few dudes uh Appley, Bright, and Wong have all escaped their prison, too, and are pinned down by a bunch of Xeon dudes shooting at them. Appley decides he's going to make a break for the shuttle, but takes a bullet in the course of that, uh, but Mm -hmm. does manage to find cover. Char pops out and takes out all the guys suppressing uh, the group of three, and shouts down to Bright. Bright's like, let's get the fuck out of here! And we all do. Camille taking out uh, some nitrous tanks that explode and then opening the airlock door and then jumping on the ship 
it's pretty metal, and one of the cooler things Camille has done with his own flesh and blood body. Torres sees this and goes, hmm, we should do something about that, and orders a bunch of dummies launched. Yeah, fire, like... So he only he only fires a few of them, but in a bit they're gonna fire they're gonna fire these things like machine guns. Yeah, and it's honestly fucking dope. It it has a really interesting implication to me because, like, on one hand, very bad for space, right? Oh yeah, there's like, a bunch of trash out there now. Yes, but I'm still very intrigued because, like, how durable are those? How like they they're inflatable. Supposedly soft, but like, do the if a ship crashes into them, how much force is that? Would it crush a person? Would well, I know if you shoot them, they go away. Right, they pop. So I feel like if you hit them, it'd be fine. I think maybe maybe like a Gundam hitting it or a shuttle hitting it would be bad because it just like 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 get a balloon all over your face. But yeah. like like maybe what happens when you like pop a bubble gum? Except it's not it's not sticky, but it does like wrap around you. If you're maybe, moving that maybe. direction. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, Bright uses a light to tell the Argama to launch, like, all the dummies. They do. Uh, He's like, battle stations! uh, uh, Fa runs to to, to get down to the launch, uh, to, to, like, get the launch on the ship. Which is weird, because they they, they say scramble the suits, and, like, we don't have any pilots. And why doesn't Fa get in a goddamn mobile suit? Whoa. This is not this part isn't clear to me. And like later, I I forget where exactly this happened, or it happens in just a second. Actually, I'll just do it this way. So once the shuttle comes on, uh, everyone disembarks, and Fog goes to Rakoa and is like, "Let me help you." Uh, Rakoa is like, "It's fine. Just do it while I'm changing into my normal suit." Yeah, and it's like, "Ma'am, you are bleeding. Yeah, Let in, me in, go out instead." And she's like, "Don't fucking make jokes at a time like this." Yeah, it's weird. In, in the English, she says, bring, "Hurry, bring a doctor. He can give me something for the pain while I pilot my mobile suit." And Fa's like, "I could go in the. I could go in the suit." And she's like, "Shut the fuck up, Fa." <laughs> to which I turn to look at Mary, and I'm like. This is the episode where Rakoa dies. <laughs> and Mary's like, yeah? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, but I was sure, like, this and the scene where she's, like, on the gangway about to launch, and she's like, oh, no, I feel like shit. Yeah. I was like, she's like, oh, I, feel, I still feel a lot of pain. I'm like, Rakoa, you got shot. <laughs> I'm glad you are paying attention to all these death flags, because it's... Boy, howdy, when we get to the preview. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's so spicy. So he... Uh, we also cut over to Haman, and she... He's uh, very angry about all these balloons. They're yeah. like, can you fire? And they're like, not through all these balloons. We can't see shit, and we can't see shit on radar. Like, what do you want from me? Uh, Haman's not a fan. Yeah. So Rakoa, like, that all happens. I'm, we're all pretty sure Rakoa's being self-flagellant about all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bright jumps in on his big chair. and Yeah, I love the, I love the hot swapping of that seat of, like, yeah. <laughs> Homedude jumps out of it just as Bright's getting into it, like, like it's a practice maneuver. Yeah. Like, Bright's like, we need to get this seat change down to, like, three seconds maximum. <laughs> they did drills. drills. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> wonderful. They, uh... I am also struck in this moment by it's like there's Bright and Wong in Xeon normal suits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, we've come a ways in Gundam, <laughs> haven't we? Yep. 
all of a sudden. What? All of a sudden? Well, oh, that happens in a second. First, uh, yeah, first it's the complaining. <laughs> Wong's like, what the fuck is up with Char-ass nipple? And Bright's like, I don't know. I think we were fucked to begin with. Bright, I, did, I don't like to disagree with you. But they showed up and saved your ass earlier. They killed a bunch of Pappy's people. I think there was a good chance you might have gotten, like, here's some what, help. Here's what I think he's coming at this from and beyond Char. Like, okay. take, take Char out of the equation. All right. The AU's goal is space peace and no fascists. Right. right. The Zobby's goal, or the Axis Zeon's express goal is one fascist. <laughs> one exact fascist. Space peace ostensibly, but they want this Minerva girl and everyone who's puppeteering her to be at the top. Yeah. I think even even at the end of the day, if even if they could have gotten temporary support from yeah. Zeon, there would come such a point where they would shoot at each other, yeah, and that point would have come sooner or more critically rather than later. So having it happen in this scenario when we all get the fuck out of there... Well, the, the, but that's the thing is they don't all get the fuck. Actually, a bunch of God. This the end of this episode is such a clusterfuck. Um, uh, sure, okay. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll give it to Bright this time because just because I don't like to argue with Bright, uh, <laughs> not because of your your point. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> You're also right. Like eventually, the AU and uh, the Axis are going to come to blows. But I, I see your point in like how much could you have gotten out of them. But yeah. the, the thing I think Bright is correctly worrying about is he is, does not think that way typically. And mm -hmm. even in a scenario absent of Char, Haman clearly thinks that way. And I think Bright can already tell that. Yeah. And so uh, he's like. Ugh. Camille is getting in the, the Zeta and is also complaining about Char's fucking stupid actions. Yes. Uh, Haman is like, uh, Char, Char, they're only getting away with this because Char knows all my forces are all mostly amateurs. Grrrr. Mm. Uh, and, but then, uh, a bunch of, a bunch of shit comes up on the radar that's not supposed to work. Yep. Uh, uh well, it's because it's coming off from an, another direction. Yeah. So it's like, huh. Uh, we cut over to the Gamma, who also in turn detects 10 to 13 suits headed this way. Turns out it's Yazan and a pair of new Hambrabi bros, whose names uh -huh. are Dunkle Cooper and Ramses Hassa. Uh, Dunkle and Dunkle and Ramses are like, yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Dunkle and Ramses. Uh, uh -huh. We've got also a this very this good makes new this Black makes Yazan our char, and that are and these two are Apoli and Roberto. Yeah. I, I was thinking this was like a temporary black tri-star situation. Possibly, uh, yeah. But I don't about, know how long these guys will be around. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, they they do hint about this new spiderweb weapon that they'll have one shot at. They're yeah. all like in formation in these manta ray suits, touching each other so they can talk about, giving each other a pep talk. It's real, it's real like pal, war pals. Yes, e. very war pals. They've got um, a good wingman vibe betwixt them all. Uh, oh, there's also like ten Gabaldis. Yeah, 
Paptimus is like, look, is looking at this like, hmm, well, you see, if we see, we, we retreated and now the tide has turned in our favor. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's kept mentioning this concept of the luck of the times is yeah. the turn of phrase he uses. And he's like, the luck of the times has finally changed, does uh, Sarah? And Sarah uh, says nothing and we cut Puts away. a hand on her shoulder and I'm like, stop, t- stop touching Sarah. <laughs> stop, stop touching anyone. Lock yourself Please. in a sensory deprivation tank and launch into the space. I'm begging you. Um, Become a psychic mine somewhere. Uh, Camille is like, Rakoa, you've been shot. What are you doing? And Rakoa's like, go fuck yourself. I've got this. Uh, and launches. Yep. And this is this is another part where I'm like, yeah, she's fucking dead. She's fucking dead. <laughs> they're 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 laying on this so hard, this lady is fucking dead. All she's got, she like she's already kissed somebody. She's she has a death wish. She they're gonna the give signs. it to her. Uh this bat this huge battle takes place. This battle is really fucking tense. Yeah. Um because uh Camille falls for the spider web. Mm-hmm. Um like all of our all of our pals get clowned on really. Yeah, this is one of the worst showings the Ayug has had in the show. Yeah. Uh, Since like to the point one where of the earliest episodes. Almost all of them get fucked up. Like Camille gets fucked up. Even Char gets fucked up. Like Kakushiki mm-hmm. gets some bits chopped off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, they they score like a one one hit on on uh, Yazan at some point, but they're gonna get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna happen. They are yep. going to all die uh, <laughs> at some point in this. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. I need we go back. So the the spiderweb thing is like. It's a big electro net. Yeah. Like, it's just a bunch of wire that they put between the three Hembrabis and Camille falls right into it. And then they're like, let's zap it. And they do. It works. Camille's, Until all his monitors get shut down. Rakoa tackles Yuzan. Yep. Uh, to which Yuzan responds, women don't belong on the battlefield. To which Mary looks at me and makes this horrible face. And I'm like, That's yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, Yazan <laughs> does not stop that. <laughs> like, I want to remind, we love Yazan because he's a shitbag who we hate. Because he's we the love absolute to, fucking worst. We love to hate Yazan. We don't like Yazan. If no. we found Yazan, we'd kick his turtle in. But mm. for the moment, he's very funny to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot, and this is a lot of like the bros about to fucking murder someone, only to get like surprise, barely, yeah, barely say like everybody survives this by the fucking skin of their teeth. Like, yes, it's the, not good. Yeah, this next <laughs> save, however, is really sick because the two bros are like, well, since he got taken out, let's like we get to kill the Zeta. When all of a sudden, a gold motherfucker kicks one far away and blasts. Yeah the other across the fucking battlefield mm-hmm. still alive but uh blasted nonetheless yeah he grabs camille and starts zipping away and at one point they get another bead on him so he just fucking yeets the zeta away and goes the opposite direction mm-hmm. just because space him up yeah because space uh it's helpful that space yeah uh rakoa rakoa can feel some pappy yes which she uh, doesn't like Yes, but she but she can also tell that that's not Pappy in this Hambrabi. This is no. some other asshole who keeps yeah. shouting obscenities, sexist obscenities at her. Yeah. He does manage to use the claws to slice uh, the Methus's back up. And yeah, then... to the point where, like, she is, she, like, I think, I thought she was about to explode because of the electricity everywhere. Yes. Uh, but, but he only hit, he, 
think somehow oh yeah so she he takes off her arm and then and then he gets hit and i'm like okay so which hero is this but it cuts it's just some Nemos. It's just three yeah. Nemos. Yuzan gets pushed into a retreat by some jobbers. I was so fucking happy. <laughs> this made my fucking day. These Nemos just showed up and like, oh, let's fuck that guy up. Yep. <laughs> fucking thank you, Nemos. You have absolutely earned your keep. You get to eat tonight. Gotta fucking love Nemos. Me too. Rico is rescued by these Nemos. Yeah. Uh, Char takes a hit to the shoulder, and a couple others ends up yep. largely going down. Suddenly, the but then bro- there's a, a hail of gunfire, mm-hmm. and everybody turns and looks, and there's Rakoa in the Mark II and cats in the huh Emma in the Mark Emma. II. Now I'm fucking it up. Yep. <laughs> Emma Emma saves the day. I fucking she's great. Also, yes. I I missed the Mark II weirdly. <laughs> It, it, it's like it only shows up for a couple of pa- you see it carrying the zeta in a minute and then you see it at the forefront of this and we get a slow pan over to cats in the booster section and that's pretty much it mm-hmm. uh yeah cats also here uh camille despite having no monitors can tell they're here because psychic everyone gets rescued the enemy gets pushed back rakoa is searching the horizon for the d gear and gets super excited when she finds something, but she finds the radish. It's mm. pretty clear she is not searching for the D-gear because she's trying to find an enemy, though. She's mm-hmm. trying to find Pap. Right. Speaking of, uh, he's did he, remember way back when, when he made this whole thing to jam a hymen and is like, hey, fucking, I'll die for you, it's cool. We know he will not. <laughs> yes. He's come and doing exactly the same thing to Maneva to, you know, yet let you, the audience, know that your suspicions were correct. Yeah. Haman is like, look at this fucking clown. I'm glad he's a clown. And we can clown on this clown. And everybody's a clown. Yes. You're all, uh, you're all fools. I cannot wait for her smugness to reach a critical point where she gets absolutely clowned on. It's going <laughs> to be really satisfying. I can yeah. tell in advance. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I cannot wait for her to also be right about Paptimus because of this fucking clown. I fucking hate Paptimus. <laughs> yeah. So, on the Gamma, Bex says hi to hey. everyone because he rescued fa- the fa- Okay, so, because I'm a big mush pile, I will all, I, every time someone zero-G tackles someone else, I'm just like, aww. Yeah, <laughs> yeah zero-G tackle's very good. It's, it's very cute and, and heartwarming. Yeah. She's glad he's safe. He's like, of course I'm safe. I'm sick as hell. Uh, Rakoa in her room, meanwhile, is being plagued by thoughts of Paptimus and shoulder pain. You know, shot. Uh, Char curses this awkward battle, as he puts it, and the ghost of Zeon that plagues him, Haman. Uh, Narrator-san is kind enough to lead us out this episode with this ominous threat of the combined Axis Titan force that the AU mm-hmm. will now have to deal with. Yep. What a fucking doozy of a fucking episode. So much shit happens, and... This is... Ugh. A lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And it has no intention of stopping, because next time on Mobile Suit Gundam, <laughs> Rakoa discovers what she was looking for amongst the enemy, and Camille blames Char for it all. But Narrator-san says a phrase that I find deeply important enough to repeat. Ensign Rakoa Lond of the Argama has died. Way to fucking bury the lead, dicks. <laughs> like, like, you I spoiled want you us. To, I want you to pay attention to how that's phrased. 
and put it in your back pocket. Next time oh, on Phantom <laughs> Zeta, we discover what's in the Call of Darkness. You will see the tears of time. Oh, I can't help believe you. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 78 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage or that you actually like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod. Become a patron at patreon.com slash MobileSuitFandom, or you can email us at MobileSuitFandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free and currently airing. Until next time, mech fans. Remember, don't use space children as your new space Hitler. It's gonna end badly for all of you. Look, love me.